Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Depending on where you are in this rotating globe, welcome to another episode of The Other Side of Midnight. That special time between dusk and dawn when anything can happen, and on this show it probably will. My name is Jonathan Womack. I'm sitting in the captain's chair tonight. Richard is out sick. Uh, he's amidst the wildfires of New Mexico, and there's lots of chemicals in the air, and uh, he's got a pretty bad cough. But he's going to try and call in the uh, top of the third hour, if he's feeling up to it, and go through some of his items. Uh, tonight, we'll be talking about uh, a Martian doorway that leads to who knows where. Um, we have some of our regular guests with us tonight, and if you're new to the show, I want to tell you how to get to the show page. You go to the other side of midnight.com and you click on tonight's banner, and that takes you to our show page. And under the show page banner, you'll see fast links to Richard's items and the other panelists, and uh, links to their bios as well. And uh, also we have tonight, there is a link to the Gigapan that is the subject of tonight's discussion. Um, so if you're on the show page, you can scroll down to Richard's items. It's number 11A. So it's important, uh, if you want to play along, open up that Gigapan image. And you can see what we're looking at. You can make it full screen. You can zoom in and get a closer look. Lots of goodies there to see. So we'll be going through that tonight. Uh, let's see. I want to give a shout out to Keith Morgan, the show engineer. Uh, he's doing double duty these days, uh, doing the IT media and also the webmaster. And... Uh, he put a lot of the show together tonight, kind of last minute, so uh, a salute to Keith for his hard work and uh, his loyalty and determination and, and just everything. He's, he's an inspirational guy to me. So let's see. Um, I'm going to go through my items first, and uh, then we'll be bringing in Andrew. Uh, before I get started, I want to mention a, a little synchronicity I had the, this afternoon. I get a call from a private investigator with a book proposal. Uh, one of my jobs is a publisher at Charles River Press. And it turns out his, his name is Paul Baresi, and he was Amber Heard's private investigator during the Heard-Johnny uh, Depp trial these last several weeks. And as I said, he's putting together a book proposal, and we had a nice chat, and I said, uh, you know, I'm kind of an investigator, too. I'm on the show with Richard Hoagland. <laughs> we talk about Mars and so on. And he said, well, that's pretty far out. Uh, you know, I work with, uh, you know, infidelity and murders and these kind of things. But, you know, maybe I'll check it out. So if you're out there listening, Paul, welcome to the show. And hopefully we can pique your interest. Um, so with that said, uh, let's go ahead and get started. Um, we're going to start with my items. You can click on the fast links there. Let's see, Jonathan. And item number one is a grid, grid view of the mound that we're looking at tonight, or barrow. I, I'm calling these barrows. Um, number two is an example of a weapon. The, I could do a whole show on Mars weaponry and rock tech. And you find these turrets, most of them, and these larger ones, will be next to the main entrances. There's always a main entrance uh, on the left end of the barrow and the right end. And then you'll have other entrances along the way. But there's always the two main entrances at each end of the barrow. <clears throat> and in number two, this turret uh, is right next to an entrance, just to the left of the turret. If you're looking on the gigapan, um, you can see there's a big, big as day, clear as day entrance just to the left of this turret. And let's see, number three, uh, here's another turret. This is uh, just off to the left of image number two. Um, again, you see these blue bands of the turrets. They, they use this rock tech. They don't have wires and, 
And this kind of thing, like we have here, their science is very different. And they use uh, elements of, of the rock and crystalline structures and, and all these things that we haven't got to yet. We haven't discovered. We, we don't know. Uh, when we look back one day and go, gosh, why didn't we pick up on this sooner? But anyway, um, number four is uh, just one example of translucent rocks. They're all over this uh, gigapan and it's all over the planet. Um, the gigapan, if you look in the top right qu quarter of the gigapan, it's, that area is just super colorful. There's gold, orange, blue. Uh, it's really something to look at. And you have to remember, this is very old. These ruins are very old. And you try to remember it, how it was back in the day when it was pristine. Um, you know, like I mentioned, the waterfalls of Victoria Crater with all these light stones light rocks uh, behind them that would make a scene. Um, you know, somebody's doing something, queen somebody is, is doing this, or this kind of thing. Okay, number five, uh, here's, here's a nice example of uh, Martian aircraft. Yes, they're made out of rock, and it levitates and moves and flies. And I've noticed with you know many years of looking at these images, whenever you see the aircraft docked at a barrow, they're always docked in this slab of rock. I call it a, a docking port. But when you see these aircraft at the airports and spaceports, they, they're just on the ground. They're just on the runway. They don't, I don't notice these docking ports. So there's something going on there. Um, and number six, just another example. I mean, I did this this afternoon in about half an hour. I just went along the top ridge from right to left and, and took some pictures and added some annotations. And so number six, I, there's so much to see here, of course. And, but um, yeah, you can see where a couple of these rocks have fallen over. And then you have the exposed AI rock. You know, Mars is a smart planet. They, the rock is intelligent and living, and they made a whole planet out of it. So you can look at those images at your leisure, and you've got the gigapan up now, so you can look at that. And I'm going to go ahead and bring in our first guest. Andrew is a regular guest to those uh, of you who, are, who listen to the show on a regular basis. Uh, Andrew Curry is a storyboard artist for Hollywood and uh, corporate advertising and all these kind of things, and he's got a keen eye for details, and he picks up on things that a lot of times um, is the average person does not see. And he brings a lot of insight to the conversation. He's a valued member of our team and a regular guest. So, Andrew, welcome back to The Other Side of Midnight. Hey, Jonathan, thank you very much, and thank you for hosting the show. And and to Keith, tipping our hats, um, I know he sounded really tired today because he's juggling a lot of <laughs> balls in the air. So, Keith, thank you again. I think uh, Jonathan was right about saying you're quite an inspiration. So, yeah. Hi, Jonathan. Say hello. Let's yeah, go to no. your items there, Andrew. Yeah. So, if you go to my items, it's under the guest page, and it says Fast Links to Items, and it's Andrew. And, you know, since the show, our show banner is about this, uh, well, we're calling it a Martian doorway, that's kind of was my, my focal point um, for this. And my number one is actually an old item that I never got to cover before in an old show. And the only reason I brought this one up, I think most of us have the same image. This is actually from the Curiosity Rover Mast Cam, straight from their, their raw data, is Tim Saunders, who's also a regular guest on the show and has done a lot of work here for the other side of midnight. Uh, immediately, you know, a few weeks back, we talked about this brought out uh, King Tut's tomb entrance in Egypt. And I just thought that was an interesting comparison. Um, again, very rectilinear, uh, an opening that seems to go back into the stone, as you talk about, um, Jonathan. And we'll come out of that, and we'll go to my number two. Now, this is, I call this a, an artistic interpretation. So this is a screen capture, my number two. Can I hold, uh, all, hold you there, Andrew? Sure. Yeah. I've noticed uh, with your item number one, Oh, the U.S. military, their underground entrances are the same design. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed that? 
Yeah, actually, very good point. Huh. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it certainly looks like some sort of opening to me, some sort of portal. I know some, I know NASA might be explaining it as a some sort erosion. of erosion. Yeah, erosion or fissure or fracture or something, and the piece just fell out. I'm like, wow, pieces fall out in beautifully geometric ways. Oh, this is um, my shocked face. Yeah. <laughs> No, and, and the details, I, I mean, we might dig down into this a bit. I mean, I know there's there's a lot to go in our show for a lot of images, but, you know, this is the this is the entrance point, right, Jonathan? I mean, this is where we get started, and yeah. I know there's a lot of details on this thing that, uh, you know, you can pick up on. But if we do go to my number two, I, I took a screen capture. Uh, Richard was, you know, frantically sharing Neville Thompson's Gigapan, uh, gigapans are like these. Well, actually, Jonathan, do you want to describe what they are? You probably may do a better job than me. Yeah, they're assembled by uh, Neville Thompson and Keith Laney, are two of the mo- more prominent people that have dedicated their lives to creating these gigapans. They assemble, uh, you know, twenty or more images and and sew them together in one panorama, and uh, they're very high resolution, so you can zoom in and get a, a good look at. Lots of detail. Yeah. John, what's the distinction between those and the ones that JPL puts out? I don't know. Panorama-wise. Yeah, that's, I'm I'm unclear. But it's another, they're mosaic panoramas like uh, like those, right? Yes. Just just usually a lot crisper (laughs) than NASA's. Okay. Yeah. Question, uh, (laughs) Good play. Hey, Ron, how you doing? (laughs) Hi, Andrew. Uh, so one of the things that Richard asked me to do, and I know he's been battling smoke, and uh, I know um, Biden was flying over and checking it all out. So that's in actually Richard's items, which he might talk about if he does come on the air. But one of the things that Richard, and, and also if Richard comes on, he's going to fully explain why he asked me to do a pastel rendering. So what I did of this entryway, I, I think it's a doorway. I actually think it's, uh, well, we might get into this a little later, but I think it was housing something very special. That's what I think. And um, again, what we might get into a little bit later if we do, and I'll bring that back up. But right now, what he asked me to do was, usually what I do is like pencil sketches um, and then do a lot of sort of Photoshopping to just find details and depth and these kinds of things. But he said to me, Andrew, do you mind doing a, a pastel? of this entrance because it has a linkage to one of the first images that NASA, you know, sort of broadcast to the world. I believe it was in the, in the Viking days. And if I'm screwing that up, Richard, if you're listening, then you have to come on and correct me. But anyways, let me just explain what I, what I did. So I, I did a, a looser sort of pastel uh, rendering of this thing. And I, I mentioned to Richard today, um, after I did this, I said, you know what, Richard? I said, first of all, thank you for asking me to do it because I kind of, you know, well, one of the things that, well, I'm a, an art therapist. I'm not practicing right now, but I am trained as one. And one of the things that, you know, happens in art therapy is you often as a, as an art therapist observe what people use for their implements, like what they use to create their art. And often I have to use pencils because just because of precision or a, or my mouse or whatever. And so it's very, you know, infrequent that I get to use more expressive things like pastels. But I'm going to tell you guys, when I drew this thing and I started to fill it in uh, with uh, the pastels, I I am finding underlining grid work and elegance in the line. I mean, I know this thing is highly eroded, what what Jonathan called a, a, a barrow, you know, like a mound or a small mountain or whatever, not a mountain, but a small hill. Um, these, this thing is covered in elegant design guys. And I could like literally feel it as I, as I was, you know, in the mode of using more of a freer, uh, material. So that's, that's, you know, and if Richard comes on, he'll explain further why, you know, we did this pastel. So yeah, I, I, I really feel like this is a, a very artificial place as we all probably agree. And like, as an artist, I just really, note the elegance of line i've talked about this countless times before in the the wreckage that we see throughout our solar system now if we pull out of that and go to my number three this is from i don't know if i ever got to share this but I, the only reason i brought this back in I, I shared this maybe a few months ago oh yeah and this is yeah i call this finding a way in so this is from the no i know robert morningstar is here and he's probably going to correct my pronouncements but 
this is from the Chinese uh, probe. Well, this is a satellite shot, but the Chinese probe, the Zhirong uh, rover, I think it's called, or at least the, the probe was called that. And this is an overhead, I guess, of the area that the rover was crawling around in. And there was these really strange... I'm not even sure what what NASA would call these structures or, or, or these these forms, but they they the, the lines and the form reminded me so much of um, the movie uh, John Carter of Mars. Like these really really kind of like uh, uh, what would you call it, Jonathan? It's almost like um dragon, <laughs> you know, like it's these sort of organic um, forms that almost look um, like like dragon Dra- scales, drag dragon like, feathers. Yeah, dragon feathers, and there's this one yeah. particular spot that, it, to me, it looks like a like an entrance to a cave. And I sort of mm-hmm. uh, did a rendering of it. I called the open an opening, and then I did a a rendering. It's just very fanciful, as if we were we had astronauts on the surface and we were down on the surface. And that's how I would interpret seeing this entrance. So what I was doing this for was to say, wow, there seems to be, if we're interpreting this correctly, a lot of entrance ways into into very odd structures on Mars, which to me lends more credence to the idea that there's something more going on than just um, natural forms. If we pull out of that, we go to my number four. I have one called Face Within. I don't think I got to share this again a a couple months ago on the show. So I wanted to bring this back in just because it goes a little bit further than entranceways, although it's mimicking, you know, many of the sort of and this is what I'm thinking, entranceways or enclosures that maybe our little entrance or our door on Mars, the Curiosity rover caught, could be showing us. So in this number four, it says, I called it Face Within. And I have two images at the top, one from Cambodia, it's Angkor Thom, very ancient temple site. And then to the right is uh, from Indonesia. So it's a ninth, ninth century Mahayana Yana Buddhist temple. In Borodubar, sorry, Borobudur, Java, Indonesia, and you see those openings with these idols within it. And guys, my feeling is that there was something housed in that entranceway. So I know some people have been arguing, "Oh, it's really small." Well, okay, if it's small, there could have been something in there. And you know, even Richard discussed today with me that you know, was that was the entranceway blown off, and are we seeing it lying there? down the way now if we scroll down i i was sort of perusing uh you know beyond the entranceway to more of the sort of black and white mars curiosity mass cab images and this is just yet another mound or barrow as, as jonathan would say and i put boxes from one two three four around these you know sort of heaved over very eroded so-called rock forms but if you look very closely and I did close-ups, and then I did drawings. These are faces, guys, and they're faces that are interlocking with other faces. And so you people can have a look at this at their own leisure. And then if you scroll down, what I did is captured some erosion effects here on Earth. Now, my very lower left image is from a cathedral in Europe, and I, and I thought I had my label there, and I apologize, folks, that I don't have it. But look at the erosion of that face and compare it to what I think are faces on this mass cam shot from Curiosity Rover. And then the middle one is, um, it's called a Chichen face from Chichen Itza, Yucatan, Mexico. Richard's often talked about this when he and Robin visited the site. And look at the erosion and how there's this, um, uh, you can still see the images, these carved images. And then finally on the the right, it's another earthly uh, sculpture. And I believe this one is from the top temple from Indonesia. And again, the erosive effects over time here on earth, it would be, you know, rain and wind and, and sun and just the climate and everything. But it looks to me, boys, like the same kind of features that we're seeing in these, these so-called mounds or burrows, barrows on Mars. So that's, that's kind of my, my summation there guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, if anybody wants to comment or dig down in any of these or move on. Oh, it's either faces or animals. Yep. Or both. Or both. Yeah, because it's probably faces. No, I mean, well, one or yeah. the other. The Martians will have the whole thing is made up of faces and animals everywhere you look. Yes. I, I totally I haven't seen a lot of animals. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a lot of cats, though, uh, Ron. I, 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 feline, I, I, you're right. Feline. You got yeah. that. 
feline yeah, faces. Fact, I, Go ahead. Sorry. In fact, in fact, no, that's okay. I think I have one of um yeah, I'm not telling people to go there right this instant, but I'm looking. One of the ones I have, I believe, has a has a cat face in it. I picked that one specifically for Richard's benefit. Let me see if that. But I, I I compiled too many of them. I'm scrolling down there to see if I included that one, and um, so I no, I didn't. But yes, you're right. There's cat faces all over the all over the place. But other than that, uh, not a lot of. Just a couple of animal things, and they don't usually mix them together. And that that was kind of a generic anthropological comment. They're usually kept separate um, here or here or there. But I think you're right about the idea that the uh, door that started all this for the night is a um, possibly wasn't ever, you know, a long long corridor. It was a place which had a little uh, devotional station or a statue or something at the end of it. Something, yes. And, yeah, because that's very common, and it was very common in Egypt. It was one, a standard feature. There'd be these things that looked like they put an awful lot of work into a little recess in the wall just to put the statue or the vase there, and they did. Uh, but it's uh, it could be that. Depends on the size, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, and, and again, like with just to swing back to the faces for a sec, Ron, I, I mean, my, my point sure. with just capt- yeah, capturing these faces and, and your talk about it, and the same with Jonathan, is that, and I'll say it for the you know thousandth time, if nature can make so many old man in the hills faces all in one particular area and all lined up kind of side by side and often staring in a certain direction, then once again, there's no need for Michelangelo <laughs> or anybody else, you know, if, you know, here at least in an earthly sense to even be making art because Mother Nature does it better than than any of them. I know I, I, this is these are real to me, real faces. And it's, uh, you know, it's phenomenal. It's it's amazing because it's on a place like Mars. Hey, and listen about the entrance way or the door. And I, I meant to to I should add that in before I know we're coming up to a break soon. So this past week and I was telling Richard this, I said, because Richard had asked me, and he said, Andrew, do you know any architects? And I said, no, I don't. And then I was at the baseball field where I often am. And I was watching my my middle son. Uh, he's 14. He plays on a, a baseball team here, local. And I was watching the game, and suddenly one of the other parents walked by. This this um, very wonderful, uh, uh, well, he's Korean, really tall gentleman. And I remembered, oh, he's an architect. So sort of at the end of the game, uh, no, it was in between innings. I said, um, I, I think his name is Ping. And I said, hey, I said, come here, I want to show you something. And I opened up my phone. And I opened up the image of the doorway, and I said, what is that to you? And he looked at it, and he goes, a cave? I said, does it look like anything specific? And he he looked at me, and he goes, a door. And I said, what did you just say? And he goes, a door. And I said, ah. And I, I, you know, kind of came out a little bit further on it, and I said, do you know where this is? And he looked at me and said, no. And I said, I pointed up at the clouds in the sky, and I said, it's on Mars and immediately he laughed nervously and just wanted to go away <laughs> and Jonathan oh, of course. I, I did the same thing to three of the teenagers who were at the end of the game were gathering around and I, I know a couple of the boys I said guys what's this and again they were looking and they're looking a bit confused and a little bit like suspicious and and then I said and then one of them said well it looks like rock it's a it's a cave and a cave and I, and I said but what does it look like and they go well it looks like a door and then they all agreed. And then I said, do you know where it is? And they said, no. And I said, it's on Mars. And all of them just grinned, nervously laughed, and started packing their baseball bags ready to leave. So <laughs> I don't know. Not everybody's ready, guys. But it, it's very, very interesting. That's for sure. And Andrew, well, no, you're just battling. Oh, go ahead, John. Sorry. I, I meant to say that um, you recommended that show Stranger Things, and I started watching it this week. And uh, it's a pretty good show. I'm four episodes in. Oh, are you in season one? Yeah. Oh, the season one is excellent. Now, it's a very dark uh, tale, but it's done in that really 80s, wonderful sort of Spielbergian, you know, the Goonies style. It's very, yeah, it's really good. And uh, it's, it's yeah, there's a lot to talk about in that too, Jonathan. <laughs> very interesting show. about. Yeah, they were projecting this thing on the Empire State Building last weekend. Did you hear about that no 
and 15 other buildings around the world, these places, uh, you know, tourist places. And uh, we had a caller last weekend. He said, oh, did you guys see they're projecting the Stranger Things? I think it's a monster. Oh, it's some kind of spider. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, my gosh, this goes off into some really interesting oh. areas that I've been researching with Robert Morningstar. Robert's been, yeah, no, that that's a that's a huge show all in itself, Jonathan. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, okay, I want to uh, bring in Ron Gibran. Uh, he's a regular guest, and uh, you can read his bio yes. on the show page. And before we go to break, um, Ron, do you want to introduce your items or, or just give us a brief overview, and then when we come back... Yes detail yeah okay the uh well like everyone else which i already grumped about off the air uh <laughs> there's a pic there's pictures of the door and uh, but uh there i also have some other shots from the same general area since i was going through frame by frame all the raw images from that saw uh for curiosity i found other stuff and it's it's to give people a sense of scale because I, for one, was outraged at this idea that it's just a little hole. I have nothing against a small hole, but that one's not that small. They're, they're widely lying about it. And one of the images I have is it has an example of it, which originally came provided with an official NASA scale bar, which was clearly a lie. But uh, the um, that picture is in a, that the picture of the scale bar is embedded in a technical document. But I when I tell you how big they said it is, you'll gasp, you'll shake, you'll be shocked. Anyway, I've heard it was yeah, one meter. That doorway is a meter tall. That's what I've read. I could um, a meter is possible. Small door is fine. You know the uh, most of the tunnels that un that are connected to the Mayan structures, for instance, in Central America, are the underground stuff is is less than four feet square. That's that's not unusual. It's it's like they had them all built by hobbits. And I mean that in the um, uh, Homo uh, floresiensis sense. But uh, the it seems like they had maybe that's where all the legends of troglodytes and trolls come from. Um, that there were smaller people that they used for those, or maybe it was just because you were supposed to crawl through devotionally. I've read a, read uh, scholarly papers analyzing it in both ways. But, uh, anyway. Um, well, let's see, we don't even get to the break with that. I also have a picture of, um, this will save time by setting them up in time, a couple comparison, comparing stuff from the current uh, story to prior visits, because I think it's possible to get a sense of the size of things uh, just from relative comparison, like when you look at your own photos. You know, it's like, the, well, like the, the picture, one of the drawings that Andrew did, the... Um, of the dragon feathers and it's he's got the black and white sketch at the bottom that has the astronauts standing there looking at that big hole and um, the that's whatever that structure is that he's depicting there that's in the picture above it from the orbital camera uh, it's a lot bigger than that so either those are giant uh, enormous astronauts or the um, you know they should have been specks on there because mm. that stuff that stuff is pretty sizable but that's mm. you know it's art it's art but i'm just saying you can get a sense of scale uh if you have enough examples for your mind to work from and i think that's helpful even if you have lots of scale bars i really like that grid that you did jonathan for the um uh one of your items people yeah. don't do that enough so that people can locate stuff you okay, know when they're discussing approaching it. the bottom of the hour we're at the bottom of the hour, and uh, we're talking about Mars, which was the art planet back in the day, and we're looking at a particular barrow that has a very interesting doorway and lots of other interesting features. And uh, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back after th these messages. It's funny because I think, you know, I went through my crazy phase where I made mistakes before the internet and before social media and before any of this. Whereas now you can't do that. There's no such thing. So what you're saying about 
black and white and what it does is it stops people expressing themselves people are too frightened it's like you know i want to say something but if what if i use the wrong term but i remember a story a couple of years ago where benedict cumberbatch who at the time was a darling in the media's eyes was complaining about the disparity between the treatment of um, black actors and of white actors and, and he was sticking up and saying you know they're not getting paid as well they're not getting the jobs that they should be getting and they're being there is no equality but what he said was there isn't equality for colored actors well you've said colored there benedict you can't do that and so they went for him and he was vilified and he had to come out and do a big apology now what it was it was it was a slip of the tongue he's obviously not racist he's actively trying to say that there is discrimination and he's trying to stick up for that community but he was vilified and attacked and that's what happens now and so when people make their mistakes now they make their mistakes on the internet they make their mistakes on social media where they're screenshotted forever and so i think that's all part of the conditioning that people are frightened you know if you're in a position where i don't know what to say i don't know what to say in the end you'll go well i won't say anything then the fallout of this is going to be extraordinary with that because people don't realize you know when you 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 you're phoning up the police and grassing on your neighbors and when all this ends they're still going to be your neighbors and you're still going to have to live next door to them and good luck with that hello everyone my name's gareth ike it's been a pleasure to talk on the other side of the news fantastic conversation with kinthea timothy and anetta and i wish you all the best with a fantastic podcast Welcome back to the other side of midnight for this ah. June, tw- uh, what is this, June 12th, 2022, and we're talking about a Martian barrel with a wonderful doorway, and when we went to break, we were talking with Ron Gibran, we're going through his images, right. so Ron, why don't you take it away? Okay, I'm going to start, number one, I took the, uh, well, let's see. Explanation first. Uh, like I said, this afternoon I looked through the NavCam images on uh, Curiosity, and I can find no other images other than five pictures, which were obviously specifically taken to feature this doorway or this uh, little hole that, or whatever NASA wants to call it. But they were interested in it enough to take it, take numerous pictures of it, and they're all amazingly similar. You know, they don't vary much. In fact, there's two full-scale, full-frame images, and it's over to the extreme right on one of them and the extreme left on the other. But obviously, they wanted to include some of the context. You know, so none of them are any closer in than that. But they're the biggest, sharpest ones. And so I, I mosaic those two together. There's, there's no, there's negligible overlap. So everything you see is from one picture enhanced by itself and then mated to the other one rather than anything where they're mingled. Uh, sometimes that improves an image, sometimes not. In this case, it was. I figured, okay, this is the sharp. So that's the sharpest I could do, and unfortunately, not in color. But uh, I think you can see, especially if you look at it larger. Let me tap on it, and make sure that happens. Boom! There it is. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, it looks like the entrance to a mine. That's what I, I'm not saying. That's what it is. But in terms of shape. There's a tourmaline mine, a, a defunct one, just right across the lake from uh, where I'm sitting. And I can see it with a pair of binoculars, and it, it looks and is shaped kind of like that. So this, to me, is clearly something cut into the um, rock uh, underneath there. But remember, in the, uh, in the Great Pyramid, uh, Giza, num- a number of researchers decided that some of the corridors and features on the inside were cut after the pyramid was built, you know, which seems like a peculiar way to go about things. But Tompkins mentions it in his book, and others have affirmed it, you know, that that was just something that they did. And we can't separate the ancient cultures completely. We can't line them up so that we know which one led to which other one once we're mixing in extra planets. But uh, clearly there are connections. And this, this area around this thing, on this particular bluff, uh, is very Egyptian-looking in a lot of ways. And yet what some I, of this... 
Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to mention there's a canopy, and and then in front yeah, of the door. Yeah, that is what it looks like. Yeah, it looks like a canopy, and then in front of the door, it looks like a piece of the door has broken away and landed just several feet in front of the door. It's lying on its side, kind of facing left and right. And if you pick that up and put it in there, you, it's almost like a revolving door. Okay, you know what I think that is? The one that's lying at a more or less right angle to the uh, white upright bar on the left side of the opening? Uh, that's paneling. That's paneling. Hmm. Just, you know, just a half-inch thick paneling that was attached. In other words, there was a facing, like the white bar that still shows, across that whole triangular section there. I mean, take a look at the... Uh, that marvelous picture of the entrance to King Tut's tomb that um, Andrew posted, you know, and it's, yeah, they would plaster and stucco. And I don't know why people think that everybody more than a hundred years ago made every sculpture out of a solid piece of rock that was painstakingly chipped away and smoothed. No, no, no. They used uh, uh, freezes go back thousands of years. You know, they, they used putty and clay and stucco and, uh, and uh, that stuff abrades and erodes away a lot faster than solid rock does normally. And so we get a lot more. Huh? I was going to say that you, know, you have to remember that what we're not seeing is when it was pristine, we see this black and exactly. white image. But you have to remember that this had lots of color and there, were, there was all kinds of symbols around here. It's lots of artwork, mm -hmm. but we don't. We're not privy to that because it's just, it's ruins and it's crappy looking, but there's a lot of artwork and uh, language and glyphs. I mean, these things are all there, but they're just not easy to see. Yeah, and in fact, uh, well, let's see. We'll skip down to the ones that matter. If you look at number five, there's the doorway up uh, at the top, and below it, is a and it's not supposed to resemble it. It's just a similar area uh, from Saul 1033. Obviously, nowhere near there at all. But also from Curiosity, and that's a real color image. The um, uh, the way it is when JPL doesn't put them together. And <laughs> the uh, uh, you can see there's uh, as as you said there's graffiti, there's glyphs, there's uh, anything you want to mention on there uh, because they decorated everything. And everything. by they, I mean, I mean the Martians. Uh, and number six is an older one from a very early Saul, Saul 137, when they, they did one of their first big full panoramas that everybody got excited about. And that little hill in the background of the top picture, that's the full frame, uh, excited people because you on the left side of it there's what looked like an entrance or a hole or an adit or a, a crash whatever uh and you know we never got to blow it up and see it very well so I, with somewhat more modern understanding of the um what they are if you blow that up and look you can get a better look at it it's you know still won't be perfect but you can see there's a structure there and it's not dissimilar to what's probably underneath all that rubble uh on the uh, recent one, they just didn't give us uh, pictures that were framed this well. So that, that was in the, that's another one's there for comparison. Um, and number nine, this is one I argued about with um, Richard a little bit because um, the, uh, the the full frame, or actually it's only part of it because it's from a panorama. There was no single frame that had all the stuff that needed to be in it. Uh, and that squarish area that's uh, in the top thing there, I call, I say corrugated, uh, it looks like a medieval tapestry in terms of style. And, and uh, you can see there's a figure that's sort of clutching his hands against his chest in a prayerful manner on the uh, left with someone standing behind them. They're very blocky-looking figures, and I don't usually accuse those things, except this was there's so darn much of it. Yeah, and if you blow if you if you look at the lower image, and you um, blow it up, then look above that area, and um, yeah, you can yes, you can see it. Uh, there's a large blue lump of stuff that's kind of leaning against the upper right corner of that squarish green area, 
How's that for technical description? And you will notice that there's a face in the lowest left-hand corner of that mass, and it looks like a god kind of looking down lovingly on his followers uh, or her with a somewhat big nose. But anyway, you can see there's a profile there. And, uh, the, uh, and there's other sculptural stuff all over it. Now, the reason that this is up here is from a sense of scale. Does that, don't tell me. But do you have some idea how big that green area is? I do not. According to the scale bar that was included in a technical paper that was talking about something ridiculous, like one of the rocks on the ground to the extreme left or something, with all that rubble there, uh, they were talking about something else. But they had a scale bar with centimeters on it, and that whole green area is, according to them, uh, 14 inches wide. Oh, come on. Police. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You know, just a handful of centimeters wide. And that's, uh, so you apply that to the height, you know, because otherwise, if they were right, they do this. They diminutize, is that be a word? Uh, all kinds of stuff that way because they figure, okay, people don't have a scale for reference. And so they'll just take what we say. And, but if that was true, then all the traversing that's been done by all the rovers put together. Uh, could have fit within the confines of a miniature golf course. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. because that would mean that all these hills, which are clearly, this one's probably, what, uh, 60, 60 feet tall next to the rover. That's, yeah. Well, that's what your gut would tell you just from hiking around in the, in the, uh, in the open, uh, ground once in a while. The, uh, yeah, and it's, but, you know, by their standards, it would be, what, four feet high. It's not a four foot ridge. You know, you can look at the pebbles and everything your entire life has accumulated and determining how big things are that you might trip over tells you, no, 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 that's more than four feet high. You know, so yeah. they make a lot of these silly assumptions, uh, assumptions and they expect people to just swallow them. So that's why that one is there. But It's the, really and small then, um, and it's and it's erosion. That's usually how it goes. Right, and yet you can see how much sharp, sharp detail there is in that stuff, even though it's, you know, corroded by the weather and the ages and plaster falling off and the paint getting abraded. Uh, the, uh, it's still got more detail than it should have if it was ground down by nature that way. Now, number 10 is same general area as the, the curiosity is now, you know, but, uh, nearby somewhere, obviously, because it's, uh, Sol 3306 instead of uh, 3466. So it's, you know, it's around there somewhere, but it's different. Maybe they say other side, another bluff. Uh, blow that up and take a look at it and look at the texture of the surface. And it's very, um, uh, well, it looks like it's made out of rattan or something. You know, that's, how do you, how do you explain that as rocks? And I don't care what kind of geology you, you quote. You know, it, it does not, that's not rocks. Yeah. Uh, and it's also been wildly decorated at, at one time. Most of that's gone. Um, I'm sure the right and, side of that, I see uh, a big, like, Anunnaki or whatever you want to call them. It's uh, That's a, a face at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, these barrels always have a face at, at the either end. Sure. And this looks like a... I see a forehead and an eye, nose, and like a beard coming down, um, crown, you know, this kind of thing. And yeah, this is all, every inch of this yeah. is sculpted yeah. meticulously with care and love. Yeah, and, it's a, and in some cases, they were able to do it on a sort of a mass production uh, arrangement. See, if you think everything's a solid block of stone that somebody chipped away at for months, no. that's one thing, but it's... But if you recognize that things are, are clad, that they have panels, they have tarps, they have uh, painted layers and stucco and frescoes and things on them, then you can, you can uh, accomplish a hell of a lot more detail in a more reasonable amount of human effort and um, uh, time. The, uh, the one picture that we don't seem to have up anywhere is from the close-up of the door from that... Um, um, uh, Nigel uh, Thompson Gigapan. Neville Thompson. I thought yeah. Neville Thompson. I'm sorry. Yeah, mm -hmm. he, he did it. He did a wonder. He did a wonderful job, ba basically working from the same thing as that JPL panorama. That the, you know, that's except it's uh, they went out of their way to make it look all curvy, 
you know, it looks it's not exactly horseshoe shaped, maybe boomerang, but it was uh, that was they. I'm not saying they warped it, but they were pushing it. You can take, you know, you take a smaller section, and it's of course it's got a top and a bottom, but it's not. It's the whole landscape doesn't curve like a fisheye lens. You know, you can see that when you look at it. It's just that was the area of coverage by the camera that happened to, you know, not fill in all the corners. Um, but uh, we don't have an, an example of that. But right below that, this thing is uh, a one that is very small. There's Richard's, uh, some of Richard's uh, mouse's ancestors. Uh, this is number 11, item 11 of yours? Number 11, yeah, and uh, that was, that's Saul 248 from um, uh, Perseverance. And the top image is uh, from the nav cam, and it's got a little piece of the rover in the uh, visible in the corner of the frame, speaking Which of scale. gives you an idea of scale, yeah. Yeah, so that's so that little hole is maybe two inches big, you know, the, in the bottom of the bottom center of that rock. It's mm-hmm. still strange that it's there, but there's and there's a blow up version of it down below it from the um, a mast cam shot, and uh, clearly the same thing. But you can see you blow it up big like that, and the whole it looks bigger, like it's something bigger. But there's what it really is. That one clearly we have documentation of how big it actually is. Well, we don't have any corresponding comparison shot for the, unfortunately, for the um, uh, the current doorway. But then the next one is a shot from, let me make sure, yeah, a shot from Curiosity on the top and a shot from uh, Perseverance on the bottom. Item 12? Uh, is that where we're yeah, at? item 12 is just some rubble. Uh, oh, again, yeah. that ridge, you know, and that's, that's not a particularly tall ridge, at least relative to wherever the rover is sitting. But, um, you know, you can see the layers and the carving and the, the right on the top, there's clearly a carved block of that little stack there. But then the one down below, that looks burned. You know, there, there are occasions when we see things that look like they've been burnt to a crisp. And that's an interesting clue since there wasn't supposed to be some atmosphere for so long. Well, and that's, I think it's I, the blue stones of Stonehenge. I mean, this they make, you were talking about the, the rock before. Mm-hmm. When I look uh-huh. at this... I see they are manufacturing the rock, and they put these chemicals that we don't we don't know about this stuff. And it has something to do with monotom- monotomic elements too, and and how they react with stone and uh, crystal and structure within the stone. And like in one of the researchers at Stonehenge said that each of these rocks had a, a crystalline structure, a unique one, so that when you tap on it, it resonates with a different sound and it's because of the crystalline structure and he has a picture of it and so it just i am seeing this technology it's technology they manufacture it, the stone so that it's has these different properties and we see this in the pyramids and all this kind of stuff on earth but on mars it's do just they manufacture it or do they modify it so we don't really know it's a technology it is a technology, it's a technology right, we, yes yeah the because uh, uh, there's a uh, there was a recent report I think like two years ago from the uh, they were doing some repairs at Stonehenge and on because uh, they had to patch one of the sarsen stones mm-hmm. it had it had been it had broken uh, fallen and broken and been stuck back together years ago and they were they were I guess correcting that and so they had the opportunity to actually analyze the inside and yeah they were they recorded that there was a crystalline structure which was clearly aligned on purpose you know the stone was placed so that the crystalline structure was aligned in a particular direction for some particular reason so so there um, you're right that's not just fortune teller talk yes uh, and when maria was there on march 20th uh just a few months ago uh, on the uh-huh. equinox and we had this radio reception and she recorded and I think what we got was the most striking thing of all of our ET project uh, data was that these we got these wavering ringtones from the different stones. It's like woo 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 woo, and then you get another one woo 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 woo, and then the next one would be a chime. There'd be three of the stones are going woo 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 woo, and we, it's the same thing on Mars. These stones, I believe, many of them would resonate when they. Um, you know, you're singing, or that's what I, 
like they used to sing at at, at Stonehenge, and the, the sure. would ring. Yeah. Well, I, I it sounds like you, like myself, and probably more people than would ever admit it uh, to strangers, uh, have uh, been in places where that was seemed like a good idea, and you tried going, um, you know, or singing or something just to see yeah. what would happen. Yeah, it's uh, clearly there. Okay, number thirteen, another one from Perseverance. Just so that there's some newer stuff to look at. That's some genuine ruins. I mean, that's just what I, is somebody going to tell me that there's some uh, accident of nature that could arrange that stuff that way? It's another uh, barrel. Took, yeah. What you when you say barrel? Isn't a barrel covered with sod? It's a Martian normally? barrel. A Martian. Well, okay. I mean, because I think, yeah, I, I was, uh, but, but they're normally mounds uh, in earth terms, right? Yeah, and barrels. on the left you can see that it's, you know, they'll they'll make these faces, and when you look at the, the faces, it's made up of uh, turrets and other things, and, you know, it's all this embedded art, and it's, of course, it's very ruined, it's very old, and it just looks like a bunch of crap right now, but this is... This is all mm -hmm. art and beautiful, magnificent uh, construction. And yeah, number fourteen is another one from Perseverance, and it's just a shot into the distance. You can see. Uh, make up your own mind. How tall? How tall is that uh, strangely regular mound in the mid distance? And there's there's ruins of buildings in the far distance, which you have to blow it up a lot to see. Um, but uh, lots yeah, of they, blue stones. Yes, exactly, exactly. At number fifteen, speaking of blue stones, um, there is a roundish knob in the to the left to the left of center toward the top. And if one looks at that, especially on the blown up one, there's a it's clearly a face. It's a whole head. But that's just another example of the blue stones and stuff. Right opposite it, more interesting to. Some people that don't like looking for faces, I suspect there is a, there we go is um, some small mechanical stuff. There's a couple. Of, there's a bunch of rings that are embedded in the stone. Mm. And that's another thing we see on Mars a lot. So that might might be something to do with that manufactured stone that you're talking about. Well, look well, on, that, on the left side of the picture. You have this big rocket. Look at all the white powder. That looks like monatomic powder. That we see, I see it all through Mars. All through, it's all over this picture. I think and, it's glass myself, but it's yeah, it's it's definitely you know something yeah. like that. It's very it's very reflective. Uh, yeah. You want to tell you want to tell the general audience the definition of monotonic because I have only heard that referenced in terms of monotonic gold. You know that was supposedly right. yeah. <clears throat> magic yes. elixir, but how does that apply to anything else? What is magic a monotonic? Yeah, what is it? What all this kind of thing, and uh, it's unattached atoms, and you can better explanation. How do you online do? If you look it up, and they're unattached, uh, they're not actually gold because it's not attached to the gold molecule yet. It's it's free floating by itself, and it's like uh, it's not part of the high school clique. You're outside of that, but that, and then you work this technology so that this atom does become then part of the gold. But then you can turn off this effect and make the monatomic element uh, separate from the gold again. And it, it's this, uh, you know, it's, it's hard. If it's not in, gold, what? It, yeah, well, it's, it's hard not to gold. What is it? Uh, it's it's a free floating element. It's it's not really anything because it's it's by itself. It's just a free floating independent uh, atom that's not really anything until you make it something. You know, I think of it as throwing a switch. They have this Martian technology, so we haven't we haven't gotten there. And I I can't quite explain it, but I I have just a sense of how it's worked into their their Can technology in this rock. Can you buy a bottle of it? Yeah, you can get it online. Lots of places sell it, and they say you know it helps. What's improve. it look like? What's they it look? You what's and... it look? Yeah, I've heard all. I've heard. I'm not. And I'm yeah, not saying this disparaging. I've heard all of that, but anyway, yeah. is, is it? How much? Uh, how much is it? What does it look like? Uh, again, I'd say Google it, and you'll see. There's lots of websites, and you can look at the product. You can buy some and try it. Um, some people don't recommend it. 
putting you know you're putting elements in your body we don't know but other places mm -hmm. swear by it that it's a, a healing uh element and um yeah you can buy it and try some okay one more here uh 16 is uh and keith graciously managed to do a last minute upload of this because i i had a faulty version of it for some reason that i noticed that had gotten up on there and that destroyed the whole purpose for it uh what i was initially drawn to was what were obviously hieroglyphics and so forth on the uh face of the um bluff there um and you can see if you blow it up the one on the top uh if you look up at the top of it all of that uh, all of those regular uh slats there exactly what they look like they look like the slats in like a, gar a garden shed roof or something yeah and the uh, right side of this and, again as i said before yeah. is is a face yeah yeah. Uh, yeah 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 all that stuff is there uh i'm just trying to be technical here however in the middle of that picture if you look down below where i blew it up there's mm -hmm. something that i that is very reminiscent of our friendly neighborhood doorway mm-hmm you got see the white upright on the on the left side and the sharp angle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is for people that think that all these stuff this stuff are natural features, and I, I just don't think that would be there would be such natural features. And there's just a confluence of too many different details uh, there. Yeah, I, it's um, glaringly obvious. It's painful to look at for me. That's why I don't really look at the Mars images. And I and in <laughs> fact, the, the doorway reminds me of. The Utah Swell, I'm studying the uh, Arches National Park and Canyonlands, and there are doorways like that, and um, it's it's very strange because it's like a doorway leading to nowhere, so it makes me think that either it's a portal or there's some kind of technology that allows you, um, like this old Superman episode from the 50s where he walks into the door and he goes through it, you know, like he's a ghost, and he comes out the other side. Um, yes, one of his fabulous extra powers that only appeared in the '50s version of the TV show. Yeah, uh, yeah the uh, well, the 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 ruins you site in the southwest could be um, uh, the derivation of uh, part of Edgar Rice Burroughs' saga. Because remember, John Carter was escaping from some, I believe, Apaches that That's were right. at him for some reason or other, and yeah. he ran up a cliff, and it was, and it was, it, it turned out to not be the natural cave that it looked like from the outside. But as soon as you went inside, it was a little more, a little more rectilinear than that, and exactly. more reminiscent of this little doorway that we've been talking about tonight. Uh, and that and then was he ends up on Mars. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly Pop. right. Yeah, yeah, right. So I'm sure the astronauts will want to drop by this little hole and see where it takes them as soon as they get up there. <clears throat> yes. Um, yeah. That. Uh, well. That. Yeah. That kind of runs the gamut there, but uh, obviously they're um, open for further discussion. But the I, I'm sorry that the uh, Thompson pan isn't up here because uh, the um, well, and you'll see a lot of sculptural effects on the black and white ones, like images two and three and four. Uh, well, four has one of those turrets in the top picture. That was yeah. really relative to something George, uh, Richard was talking about last week, and I didn't know it would pop up again. But the uh, Ron, we got to go to a, we've got a break coming up. So yes, um, we do. That worked out. That worked out pretty well. Okay. Yeah, nice job. Uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and take a break. And you're listening to the other side of midnight with Richard C. Hoagland, and we will return after this short message. Thanks for listening to this exciting first hour. Now, the second and third hour of the show is available to Club 19.5 members only. Please support the show by subscribing to Club 19.5 and join our very interesting community. To do that, please visit the website, theothersideofmidnight.com, and click on the Join Club 19.5 link in the left-hand column. As a Club 19.5 member, you'll gain access to the rest of this show and all previous 350-plus shows that we have done. Now, recent Club 19.5 member archive recording have the commercials removed, and the sound quality has been enhanced. You'll also receive a dedicated private podcast feed that contains these enhanced show recordings. And 
you'll be able to download the MP3 files directly from the archive if you prefer. As a Club 19.5 member, you'll also be the first to preview our new videos and reports. We'll be adding exclusive new features to Club 19.5 as we go forward, and boy, have we got some amazing things to tell you about in the coming weeks. So please support the show and don't miss all the exciting new things we have planned. I want to thank all our Club 19.5 members because without your guys' support, this show would not be on the air. Please help us continue growing the show by subscribing to Club 19.5 today. And when I say we really need you, we really need you. Over and out. Thank you.